Imagine that going alcohol-free just got easier, fun filled with tactics, tools, and science-based facts. Well, it has, and it's here with us on Sober Chicks Life. Welcome. So we, we are ready for the intro. Yes. Yeah, I'm ready for this intro. I wasn't going to do one, but then I was like, no, 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 no. This man needs an intro. Jeff is a man, as you will notice. Jeff has changed his relationship with alcohol. Hell, Jeff has kicked alcohol over the hills and far away precisely one year ago this month. Jeff is here to share his story, to tell you other men that it's possible and that it's okay and that you're not alone and you can ask for help if you want to change your relationship with alcohol. Shit, I love you, Jeff. (laughs) Over to you, Coach Lily. (laughs) Oh my goodness, I've been so excited about this interview. I understand, Jeff, that you have written a book and you perform and you're a coach and oh my gosh where to even get started we want to know about all of these things one thing i love to hear about is what did the moment when you realized you had a problem what was that moment and what did it feel like yeah uh, I, I mean, again, you can you can take both the funny parts and the serious parts, and I think they mix a little bit on this one. I was with my family, and we were at the in London at the Body Works expedi- exhibition. And mm. I don't know if you've been there, but it's really interesting, uh, all about the human body. And we walked past a machine that said, "Test your blood pressure," uh, at, just for fun, really. As you do. As you do. My, That's fun to test your blood why, pressure. Why would we do that? Why would Everyone that? loves that at the doctor's yeah, office. Yeah. I'd never done it before, and it was 199. Oh, what should it be? What should it be? Closer to about 130. Shit. Ah, yeah. Anything over 130, at least in Canada, they're starting to look at you sideways like, hmm. We need to talk. I dismissed it. I said, oh, it's just nonsense. And when we got back home, my wife said, well, let's test it again. And we tested it again. It wasn't quite as high as 199. It was it was closer to 180 instead. Uh, but that's still fairly high. And so we we phoned the doctor and the doctor instantly didn't even want to see me. And he just recommended tablets straight away. Um, and I think that was the moment that I thought I've really got to do something about this. Right, because that's Strokeville and Heart Attack yeah. Town. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's frightening, though, hey? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then the moment it all changed was, uh, uh, you know, I started a diet. I've dieted my entire life. I've tried every conceivable diet going like many people have. Um, but uh, I, I, Zoe asked me uh, on uh, as she started her coaching journey, and she said, "Look, you've done lots of coaching. You know, come and come and give me some tips. Come and come and share some of your your thoughts and ideas." Uh, and I was delighted to. And she started to show me some of the material and started talking me through what she was doing in terms of alcohol. And there was one phrase that stuck. Um, And that phrase, I think, has helped me throughout the last year. And the phrase was, there is no safe amount of alcohol to drink. Uh, I don't know why it registered as much as it did, but it did. 
Um, and that was the first time I ever really thought about giving up alcohol because uh, I'd never even thought about it. If I tried every diet, but I never, ever thought about giving up alcohol. Unbelievable. Hey, today I was listening just about that fact as well. There's zero amount that's good for us. There was a, an advert on uh, calling people in, raise money for the cancer, for the Macmillan Cancer Charity Fund. And it said, do this run, get this money, and we'll give you a, a glass of, of bubbles at the end. I mean, and you're giving them alcohol at the end of it. No wonder you wouldn't have thought about it. I didn't know either. No, no. Uh, but, but also there's a, there's a cultural thing here. Um, different, different people come from different cultures and backgrounds. But the my father happily tells me that the first thing he ever said when he saw me as a newborn baby was, I've got a son. I'll be able to take him for a pint one day. Uh, and that was that was the first thing he ever said. And I started drinking when I was 14. Um, yeah. And I don't think I'd ever I'd ever gone more than a month without alcohol from being 14 to being 57. Crazy. Eh? So when you decided when you thought, OK, I've got to do something, was it just like a split moment and you thought, OK, this is it. I've got to I've got to change my relationship or am I did you kind of kick it out straight away? I, I I don't I don't like many people done dry January and things like that and I'd, I'd given up for a month and I it was nice because you you don't sweat quite as much yeah and uh, <laughs> and uh, you sleep slightly better after a couple of weeks uh, but you you're thinking oh god only twenty days to go yeah uh, and you're thinking oh god I right I'm I've done my month I can now celebrate with a glass of wine. <laughs> It's all so upside down, isn't it? <laughs> Seriously. Uh, so uh, when uh, when I, 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 it, it, I know this sounds crazy, it had never occurred to me to seriously stop drinking. Yeah. It, it, it was just not in my psyche to do. Uh, would it? Yeah. Would it separate me from people I knew? Would it separate me socially? Would it make me feel awkward in social circumstances? Would I, would I, would I miss it? Would I be able to do it? It had never even occurred to me to do it. Yeah, and so when it did occur to you, how did that feel? Um, I, I, even then I asked Zoe and Zoe will remember one of the first questions I asked her was, do I have to say I will never drink again? Do you remember me saying that? Yeah, it was, it was yeah. quite early in the process. Do I have to say I will never drink again? And uh, Zoe's answer, I think, was very helpful when she said, don't put that kind of pressure on yourself. Yeah. You know, you you decide. And strangely, sort of giving myself permission to go back meant I didn't. But I think, had just reverse psychology, had it been you can't ever drink again, I think I would have put myself under too much pressure. Now, even though I thought, well, let's, like dry January, can I do it for a year? And at the end of the year, people are still asking me, will you ever drink again? And I still say, I don't know. But right now, no, no, I have no intention. I'm not going back. I haven't said I'm going to do it. I did make one small little little, um, uh, little exception to this. My youngest daughter is getting married next year. Uh, and I said, I may have a little uh, a little glass with the the, the, the toast. I said I'm not gonna not gonna preclude that one. Uh, that was uh, yeah, I remember my kids saying, Do you mean mum, you're not gonna drink for our wedding? Mm. And I'm like, I think maybe that's especially the place I'm not going to drink. <laughs> but unlike <laughs> you as well, where taking that pressure off 
And I remember my sister, um, when we went to Ibiza for my husband's birthday, which you came on. Yes. Um, I remember my sister saying, well, you know, are you going to have a drink? And I said, well, maybe, you know, maybe I will. And I've come about six o'clock in the evening. So, well, are you going to have the drink? And I went, no, I don't think so. I don't. I really hadn't even. I remember. I'd given myself permission, but I yeah. just didn't. I just didn't want it. No. And in some ways, I think the fact that you, 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 to be able to say, as I ha- as I can now, I've had a whole year of not drinking. If I go back, it'll feel like I've I've somehow taken away from that year. It'll it'll yeah. be. Yeah. Mm, well, you know, you're, you're starting all the way back from scratch again. Because I yeah. quite like to be able to say it's been two years since I had a yeah. drink. And you don't know how you're going to react, do you? You just no. don't know how you're going to feel about no. if you do have that drink. What about no. you, Lily? Did you did did that? Did, how did you kind of did you say that to yourself? I I could if I wanted to, but I don't choose not to. <laughs> yes, I have to think back because it's been a couple yeah. years, but I know that. The science is clear that when we say never to our brains, it throws a temper tantrum. Yeah. So it's really smart to just avoid that whole temper tantrum. You're like, don't look a three-year-old in the eyes and do not tell your brain never. Right? Because these are just, you're going to get the same kind of response. The other thing, that was the other thing that I was quite strict with myself on. I only drink three things. Uh, So I drink. I drink coffee, but incredibly weak coffee. It's a few granules. I'm, I'm basically drinking coloured water. Um, I, I drink uh, f- uh, some fruit-flavoured tea, um, and I drink still water, and I don't drink anything else, and I haven't drunk anything else, no Coke, uh, no squashes, no fruit juices. And if I go out in an evening, it is just tap water. Um, it's much cheaper. It's a lot Did cheaper. You, um- Jeff, did you have cravings? Can you remember having cravings? How did it go for your body when you stopped drinking? No, there were a couple of times during the summer when I'd been working or I was really hot and the sun was going down. It was Because if you remember this summer, we had some really, really hot days. Yeah. And there were just a couple of times I thought, oh, a really nice glass of ice of cider with some ice in there would be yeah. very nice right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, I, I can't say more than thinking it would be nice. Uh, and, and I just went and got a glass of water instead. Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's so good because it's so simple, isn't it, when it's like that? Yeah. What about your friends and everything? How did they react to to? Well, that was interesting because I, I went uh, with two university friends for for uh, for, for a lovely evening. And uh, my one of my university friends is one of the heaviest drinkers I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is always drunk incredibly. And, you know, even at university, he would think nothing of having nine, ten pints in an evening. Um, and he would really just knock this stuff back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whenever I'd been with him before, it didn't matter if I was on a diet or if I'd, I'd been giving up drinking. I guarantee at the end of the evening, I would be legless. Uh, but on this occasion, I said to him, no, water. And it was, well, we'll get you a Coke. No, I'll have water, thank you. Uh, well, how about an orange? No, I'll have water, thank you. Uh, and uh, and, and I, I, you know, I, I enjoyed the evening just as much as I ever had done before, if not better, because I didn't feel so dreadful the next day. Yeah. The last time I was with him, he said, uh, <laughs> we went out and I hadn't drunk for three weeks before I went out with him. And I also hadn't eaten a lot. And uh, we we had a lot to drink and a lot to eat. And uh, I'd never stayed at his place before. And he, he he said, well, you know, take take the room upstairs. 
And he said, I walked into my bedroom and there you were uh, in your underwear asleep on my bed. <laughs> he said, and, and the worst part was, he said, I could, I could smell vomit. He said, oh. I couldn't see any. He yeah. said, but I could smell it. I had no, he said, I, I knew he said, I thought I'll worry about it later, but I couldn't see it anywhere. He then went outside to have a cigarette. And as he looked at the front of his house, outside from his bedroom window was vomit all down the side of his house so you know that's um yeah good yeah yeah um, they're just just those times you look back and you're like oh god i'm so happy that's never gonna happen ever uh, again what do you not think because th- i've been thinking about this sort of uh in, in terms of coming to, to to chat to you both this uh this afternoon um it is it's the idea of i need alcohol to have a great night and then i found myself going but do you know? Yeah. Because yeah. when you look at that great night, what was it? It was very often you were embarrassing. Uh, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll use the, the pronoun I instead of you. <laughs> I was I was embarrassing. Uh, I upset and embarrassed some of the people with me, feeling that I had to somehow be an entertainer and mm. to keep the mood of the party going and keep people laughing to have a great night. Um, but in many cases, the next day I would wake up. I felt terrible because I got a hangover. Sometimes I felt sick. Uh, I felt bad that I'd eaten and drunk way too much. Because if you have a lot of alcohol, I always found that I ate more as well as a result of that. Uh, and this great night that I remember having last night had suddenly turned into a mass of regrets and embarrassments of my poor wife and what she'd suffered because she never, never has drunk. Um, and, uh, so, you know, how yeah. great a night was it? I know. What do you think, Lily, about that one? I, I think you've just spoken to every, I think I was just saying, <laughs> everybody, I everyone this on this. <laughs> what so, so interesting is when I, you first start working with someone, so many people think they're the only ones. Yeah. And I think that comes from, because we think that someone on the alcohol use disorder spectrum is you know that's just an alcoholic and they're headed for a you know sleeping in a cardboard box under the bridge that's not me i'm nice i am i do volunteer work and Mm. i'm thoughtful and i have a great job and a career and we just don't put alcohol use disorder in those successful measures of a life together and so that's why so many people, I think, think they're the only ones. Yeah, that's so true. And then coming back to your idea of having fun, you know, it's that thing where I don't know about you, but I saw my parents drink and laugh and <laughs> say they're having such a wonderful time. And the, I remember the buzz, you know, I mean, so I'm preconditioned, you know, I've already got a preconditioned belief in my subconscious that fun equals drinking because my carers, my my main carers were doing it. Then I was at an age where hangovers weren't as bad as they became. And what Mm. happens is you go to sleep before the actual depressants really kick in and the stresses kick in. So you think you've really had a good time. Yeah, you have a bit of a hangover, but it's, you know, it's dismissed. Mm. You fall asleep thinking that you were the funniest person that night and it was the best night ever. And you, then you pick up your phone and you see who you've texted, et cetera, et cetera. But you know what I mean? It's a funny, it's only later on that you start to, you start to realize that actually it's just that your brain, you are saying to yourself, when I drink, I have fun. So your brain just goes and gets confirmation that that's, mm. you know, 
yeah, we laughed. It forgets you vomiting. It just remembers you laughing and dancing and having a good time. Mm. So it's so easy to fall into that deeply ingrained belief. And that's what we do in our coaching is we bring up those beliefs and then we just demystify them. We, we, we make them, we strip them of all their power and their clothing and we hold them up for what they are, which is just pathetic um, mm. leaders as in to, to, yeah, this is a good idea when it's not. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, absolutely. And that, I love that idea of when you pick up on those beliefs, you know, I drink to go on holiday. I can't have fun on holiday. I can't go through an airport lounge without mm. uh, a drink. Uh, I can't relax without a drink. It's the same throughout. That's yeah. why it's it's once you get onto it, and you want to change it. It's perfect. It's absolutely changeable. You can change your relationship with alcohol. And um, now okay. whilst I've got you. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. I was going to say when you when you talk about the beliefs, I again analyzing myself. I'm not speaking for anybody else, but I I know I used to feel a pressure to to be the the, the life and soul of the party. I used mm-hmm. to feel a pressure to be the the entertainer, as it were, to make sure other people were having a good time, um, and you know therefore to 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 do crazy things, and it it felt easier to do them with alcohol. Yeah. Whereas on reflection, very often uh, an old friend of mine said, when the wine is in, the wit is out. Yes. When the wine yeah. is in, the wit is out. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was a great phrase because you think, as you say, you think you're being so wonderfully witty yeah. and erudite and actually you're being a drunken lunatic. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, you know, there, there are so many times I would look back with embarrassment, including, I have to say, Lily, uh, Zoe and her husband's wedding. Yeah. I was at Zoe and <laughs> wedding and um, I, I was one of the I was the best man and I was one of the few English guests. The other English guest, uh, apart from Zoe and Ian her, uh, them, themselves, was Zoe's dad. So we were the two English guests at this wedding and Zoe and Ian being extremely great hosts said to all of the other guests who were French, um, the, the, the the best man and the bride's father are English. So in the evening, you know, could you try and keep the conversation in English so they can. Oh, they nice. Can... That was, isn't that kind? That's I, I think that's very, very kind. And the, the only two people who got roaringly drunk at this wedding were me and the bride's father. <laughs> uh, and, and in the evening, as we were both sort of slumped in our chairs, snoring away, one of the French guests turned to Ian and Zoe and said, uh, and why are we still speaking English? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's so, so crappy. <laughs> And I want to move on to, and another part of um, not drinking for you is the amount of weight that you lost. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, uh, Weight's always been a problem for me. It's been uh, a lifelong battle and still is. I mean, I, I, I'm, I haven't conquered it by any means. I'm still fighting it. But uh, I started, uh, I, I stopped drinking on the 2nd of February last year. Uh, and that date is fixed very firmly in my mind. So I know today it's a year and a week. I'm a year and a week. Um, and since that time, I am three stone lighter than I was on the 2nd of February last year. Now, Lily, I don't know if you know much about stones. Yeah, I was thinking, like, are these big stones or little Wait, stones? The, how much is that in pounds? Do we know it? It's, it's four, four, Is it 14 pounds to a stone? 14 pounds, 14 pounds to a stone. 
Um, so, you know, you get the idea of, uh, you know, I'm looking at something like 42 pounds later. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's a significant amount of weight for anybody. Uh, and and most importantly, and, and this is the part that that convinces me to continue not drinking. There's no pressure, but the, this is the part that, that convinces me is I've I've lost three stone before. I've lost it lots of times before. For weeks, for a week or two. Uh, mm. What happens is you go on a diet and it's it's a bit like elastic, and and I'm still convinced nobody really understands why some of us are heavier than others, why some of us have so many problems with this. If anybody did, then there wouldn't be so many of us with this issue. But very often, what happens is we 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 stop eating or drinking or exercise or whatever it is we do, and we lose a certain amount of weight very quickly. Then it starts getting more and more difficult it plateaus doesn't it it plateaus and it doesn't seem to matter what you do and then eventually you lose the will to continue to do it you go oh i i'm this is a waste of time you go back to your old habits and let's imagine this is where you you started by the time you go you go back higher than where you started it's like a piece of elastic yeah and then when you go to the next one it does again the same and and it's perpetual i have never uh managed to keep the weight off for more than a couple of weeks and uh and i'm now a year later and i'm i'm still three stone lighter that's brilliant i had the same experience with weight in the the rebounding i always with every diet i put more back on and a woman's physiology is very different than a man's as you may know since you're married but the weight, even when I quit drinking, didn't come off. But I needed to quit drinking to get to that next point. So it was the big domino for me. And once I had stopped drinking, I was drinking 800 calories a day, I figured out. Yeah. I don't know if you convert calories into stones too, but it was 800 calories a day. Yeah. And I did not lose an ounce when I quit drinking. Yeah. But when I did change my eating habits, I lost 30 pounds. Well, well that, that, that's, that's, that's really significant because I don't think it's the alcohol that made me lose the weight. I think it's stopping drinking that made me lose the weight because what happens, and, and, and anybody who drinks, especially men, will know, and, and it, you know, it's it's cultural thing here. Imagine people going out on a Friday evening, having seven or eight pints, and then what's the one thing they all want to do once they've all been out together for seven or eight pints? Let's go for a curry. Burger. A burger, a kebab, <laughs> a pizza. Uh, I mean, I've I've got back home once before, and I remember coming into the kitchen and 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 eating this pizza in the kitchen and saying to my wife, This pizza was disgusting. And she said, It help, it helps if you cook it. <laughs> You were so uh, ill, no? I, was, I don't remember. I mean, but but what the problem is? You have the alcohol and the the, the munchies uh, come, and you you can just eat and eat and yeah. eat and eat and eat and eat, and it it just doesn't stop because that part of your brain that would normally say enough stop is as drunk as the rest of you. Yes. Yeah. And therefore, oh, it just yes. keeps saying, eat, eat, eat. And then you wake up the next morning. You go, oh, no. Yeah. All that all that weight that I've spent weeks losing, 
I've now put on in one night thanks to curries and pizzas and crisps and chocolates and and not, and not drinking means that I'm that part of my brain is so awake and in the evening if I feel hungry that part of my brain is going no you don't yeah so you stay in the front front brain yeah brilliant yeah. Love it. Also, your system puts your, it digests, it prioritizes digesting, getting the alcohol out of your system first. So yeah. it, so all the digestion is done and then it thinks it's digested and that's what makes it, makes you want to crave the, crave the crap food. Well, that was, that was another reason for the water as well, because it's simple. The problem with, with a lot of diet drinks, this is my, my, my personal thought, is I did try all the, the, the sort of diet Coke and the calorie free stuff. But I did still put weight on with those things. Yeah, there's a direct link between those and putting on weight. They actually, there's science behind that that I'm not going to go into. But yes, there's there's real science behind that. Something despite, that just about, about they say there are no calories. Right, it does something with your uh, sweet that how sweet they are and what that sets off in your brain. Yeah, because your yeah. brain thinks it doesn't know it's not sugar. It, it thinks it's it sugar, know. right? Oh, that's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. That's so so as, as a result, the, the thing about water is it's really simple. You yeah. don't have to think yeah. about it. You don't go, can I have two glasses or three yeah. glasses? Or is that That's okay? So right. it's, yeah. it's, it's just easy. And, and you just don't want that cognitive dissonance, do you? You, you don't, don't have, have to, to worry simple. about it. Yeah. yeah. A client of mine, is, and this happened to me as well, is we both tried the keto diet in our many, and both of us switched from for me, it was switching from wine to vodka. Mm -hmm. And that's when things got really bad because the vodka goes down. And and I, of course, because I was on this keto diet, which you can technically drink on, which is why so many of us were attracted to that. (laughs) So I was doing vodka shots over ice with a splash of lemon. Mm. Well, that accelerated. So I, and it turns out I am not the only person who really, I was headed there anyway, but the keto diet and the vodka experiment was a disaster. I think yeah. there were some tequila shots in there too. Oh yeah, always a tequila shot. I don't know how it manages to get it way in there. It always ah, walks into ah, the space ah, scene, ah, doesn't ah. it? What's so funny is I remember negotiating, like thinking, okay, well, I'm going to go white wines full of sugar. Okay, I'll leave the white wine. I'm going to move on to rose. Oh no, rose's got sugar too. I'm going to move on to red wine. That's a little bit, uh, I'm going to go champagne. That's 75 calories a glass. Then I moved into the heavy stuff. Like it was like vodka, tequila, anything white. It was just like, yeah, I'm going that direction, literally, actually. Um, What about the, so what are the effects now, talking about health, staying on that, on that thread? How are you feeling in yourself now? Great. No, 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 really great. I'm still heavier than I want to be. I still want to lose more weight and I will lose more weight. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I've, I've started doing some other things as well. And uh, I would never have believed I'm now doing what I'm doing. I now do 20,000 steps a day. Um, I do roughly somewhere between eight and nine miles of walking every day. Yeah. Um, And I would never, Zoe's known me a long time and and people who know me would never imagine that I would, I would do that. Uh, If I look at my, my pedometer today, I'm at 18,000, I'm at 18,810 steps so far today. 
and uh, oh, I will, I will God, get twenty thousand before I finish. Looking at you. <laughs> that's <laughs> and, amazing. And, hey, and I think walking it off is great. Yes, because you've got to get your metabolism going. There's no, you know, there's no joke about it. You, you know, you can't just sit no. there and hope it's going to just disappear. You've got to get moving. And you want to anyway, don't you? Oh, it, it, you get I, up I, early. I, I, and... I don't want to miss it. But there's so yeah. many benefits. Um, yeah. You know, I've been with my wife for 37 years this year. And uh, all Zoe knows this, but Lily wouldn't. My wife is very slim. <laughs> my wife my wife doesn't drink and is extremely slim but she has a very slow metabolism and so for her it's trying to kick start that metabolism and exercise is something she needs just to get her heart pumping during the day and so what we, we now do is we go for a walk for an hour every day together and oh, because so. because we're doing that walk together we talk uh, we have discussions, but we just enjoy being in each other's company for an hour every day. And that's that's not just helped the health, but it's also helped the relationship as well, I think. Oh, that's Jesus. brilliant. And that's you wouldn't healthy. be doing that if you were hungover in the morning. Nobody who's who's getting out of bed. Well, there's a couple of nut jobs out there, I guess, who get out of bed with a hangover. I but, to go to the gym and everything. I used to be one of those. I'd be like, I've drunk, but I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to burn it off. Oh, yeah. right. But you couldn't do anything worse for yourself, to be fair. I mean, get everything goes through your system. It's like a punishment thing, you know. Blimey. And the then what about... Thing, yeah. I was going to say, the one thing that, that does get a bit upsetting, Lily, is everybody, including Zoe and her husband Ian, say, ah, at least now we can see your neck. It's so true. You, it's so true. You got out of the car and I went, oh, my God, you've got a neck. You've got a neck. <laughs> Not very like, nice. Yeah, I know. You're so gracious. That's <laughs> fabulous. I mean, what, who wouldn't want to hear those words? Hey, it's, I'm getting you a medallion next. I'll get you a nice gold medallion. <laughs> it's, it's, only, it's only the things that very old friends can say to each other. <laughs> so oh I also God. wanted to know about um, how did uh, stopping drinking, what was the effect it had on your work life? Because mm. lots of people are high, you know, they're, they're drinking, they're kind of like functioning, going to work. And but but at the end of the day, they're struggling. Mm, that's a really interesting one because that so many different things have coincided with the drinking. And one is my age. One mm. was coming out of COVID, uh, and the exercise has, has made a difference as well. And and I'm doing a lot more work online like this. So uh, most of my work pre-COVID was traveling. Um, and I would be regularly getting on a plane on a Saturday or a Sunday and not getting back until sometimes Friday night or Saturday morning, if I got back at all. Sometimes there were there were two or three weeks. So several things have, have, have happened at roughly the same time. We've had COVID, meaning traveling less, doing a lot more work from home online. Um, I'm spending more time with, with my wife. I've lost some weight. Uh, and and all of those things together, including with the drinking, I think have calmed me down. Mm. I think I think I'm a lot less stressed, mm. aggressive, and mm. uh, and and chasing after everything all the time. Yeah. Um, and as a result, I think I'm happier. I think I'm happier. <laughs> I like that. I think. I'm happier. I think I'm happier. Let me I have a. Think. 
I don't I don't feel like the world's problems are my problem. I don't feel like I have to solve the world's problems anymore. No, and, we laugh, but that's a huge thing, you know. A huge thing. And and, and I, I I would, especially if I'd had a few drinks, because I'm 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 interested in politics and I'm interested in current affairs. I could really upset a whole room just by getting having a few drinks and 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 getting into a political discussion. I went out with uh, some university friends and we hadn't seen each other for 30 years. And three or four of us, the rest of them were, were driving or they'd, they'd arrived late. They weren't drinking. But three or four of us who arrived early and were staying overnight, we were drinking. And, and I'm sad to say the entire evening was ruined because we got into very heavy political arguments and really upset each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and now, of course, those kind of things don't happen. So, yeah, I think I'm happier and I think I'm more relaxed as well. Certainly sleep better. Yeah, yeah. And in your work, because you do, uh, what is it exactly that you do? You do a few things, don't you? I do. I do. So, what's my job? It's a very weird job. So, uh, I, I've, I've been a, a trainer, presenter, consultant, facilitator, and coach for thirty-seven years this year. Wow. Wow. Um, I, I started when I was I was twenty-two because I look like this, and everybody thought I was much older than I was. Um, and that's that's true. I remember my my first boss after I'd been working with them for about four years, saying to me, "Jeff, when is your fortieth?" And I said, 10 years after my 30th, <laughs> which I've not quite reached yet. Um, it's not, that goes with the neck comment. That's right the up there, man. Comment. It goes with the neck comment. And uh, Zoe's husband, Ian, uh, I used to do some courses with him, with some senior managers. And we'd run the courses. And at the end of it, he would say to the senior managers, um, what do you think? And they go, brilliant course. We've learned so much. And then he would he would do this deliberately and he would say, and, and what do you think of Jeff? Oh, he's amazing. He's amazing. And then he would he would say, Jeff, do you want to tell them how old you are? He's <laughs> so young. And then there's another thing you do too. Uh well, I do I do shows, I do pantos. You I write, write panto every year. Yeah. And uh Actually, that outside probably... of the camera, he's got loads and loads of shit. Just outside Daleks, like the Doctor <laughs> Who. He's got all his props on the right hand side. There's a Dalek. There you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, so would so... you can you see a difference since you stopped drinking? Because that's I mean, that job is like Jesus, that's a that's a heavy going job. Not the pan the pantomime is too, but the other one. Mm. And and the pantomime. Do you see a difference in in your connection with people? In um, both in both those areas, pantomime yeah. and um... yeah, I, I think I do. I think in terms of in terms of the work, because I, as you described earlier, and, and and I'm sure many people feel like this, when you've had a heavy night, there is that guilt in the morning that feels you've got to overcompensate mm. to hide for the fact that you've behaved badly the night before. Now I'm I'm I've stopped doing this. For a long time but I did start this job when I was very young and alcohol was free and readily available uh, I remember doing some work for Scottish and Newcastle breweries many 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 years ago everybody there has long since moved on uh, and I was doing a residential course um, and the managing director of the company at the time was was retiring so he used my course the residential part of the course as his leaving party 
And uh, despite the fact that I had training to do the next day, they were saying to me, this is our product. You you must do it. You yeah. must drink the product. Um, and I remember getting up the next morning and I, I, I just, I could barely function at all um, and trying, doing everything I could to hide it. The, the, the stress and the pressure and the, the strain on the body and the strain on the mind to try and hide the fact that I'd done these terrible things the night before, even though I could argue they weren't my faults. Yeah. Yeah. But that was okay the night before, but the day after, they're all looking at me saying, well, come on, now we're paying you, deliver. Oh, God. oh bait and switch. Yeah. No good. Yeah. yeah. I want to hear about your book. I, <gasps> you don't, I see Can people you... who write books. I'm like, how did you do that? It's the oh, high yeah. performance. The insider's guide to high performance presentations. I tell you what, it's bloody brilliant. It's <laughs> written in such a way that you could just, you could read it. You know what I mean? You're not, it's not painful. You read it because you, it's so interesting. Jeff it Marsh. Would, it would be disappointing for a high performance presentation to be hard to read. That wouldn't give me a lot of confidence <laughs> it's so in true. what you had to offer, right? Like That didn't occur to me. <laughs> yeah, because I would think that would be like a minimum standard there. Yeah, it's a good point. I love that. Come so Kev, what would you say? Because we would like, because we we see where, you know, in our work, we see lots and lots of women. And there's a few men that come in, they're really brave <laughs> and they join groups and they're in there, but you know, it's like two to to 50, two men to 50 women. And we're seeing there's a real kind of stigma around men being able to feel they can speak up, that they can ask for help, they can actually, that there are other people, they're not on their own. So what would you say if there was something you could uh, but the 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 the, the, the thing that, that helped me most was I, and I, I go back to where I started with you. It had never occurred to me to give up. Yeah. Nothing in my life had said, stop drinking. And even now, yourselves excluded, but people often say, what made you do it? Mm. Um, and there are lots of reasons why I chose to do it, but no one reason. Yeah. And in the end, I'm proud of myself for having done it. Nobody forced me to do it. Don't let anybody force you to do it. Mm. I tend, when somebody asks me, you know, does it feel wonderful all the time? No, not really all the time, because sometimes it doesn't feel like anything. It's yeah. uh, you know, I'm not going to pretend that I, I start singing and dancing every morning just yeah. because I've stopped drinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. It hasn't cured all of life's problems, yeah. but I yeah. feel... I feel that it was worthwhile doing, and I and I would say that to uh, to anybody. I'm not telling you to, and I've, I've drunk enough and embarrassed myself enough not to take some kind of pedestal and start yeah. saying <laughs> you should. Yeah. You do it because you want to do it. Yeah. You do it. You you do it for as long as you think you should do it, but at least allow your brain the possibility of considering that you might be able to give up alcohol completely. Wow, that's a mic drop moment. <laughs> yes. yes, I love that. Yes, thank you. That was absolutely brilliant. And wiser words were never spoken. I agree. Thank you so much, Jeff, for coming on. And and I really, I really hope that that just opens up the path for for lots of men out there who who might be just considering it, not knowing what to do next. Well, so you're, you're, you're doing you. a great job. I listen to the podcasts. Oh, I, do you? I great. Found, I oh, found yay. them very Thank useful you. myself. 
I do listen Perfect. to them. I think you're both doing a great job. I've started recommending to other people who are struggling, you know, genuinely, yes. who are saying, I just don't know what to do to help me. And I've started uh, sharing your, your podcast links with them as well. So uh, excellent. Keep, keep then you the shall be work. back. Keep up the good work. <laughs> Thank Jeff, you so we're much, Jeff. You, we're going to give you 10 minutes to stop talking like that. Okay. <laughs> 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 Thank you so much. This has been awesome getting to know you. You too. Thank You've been you, wonderful. See All ya. Right. Take care. Bye. Do you know someone who needs to hear this? Share this episode with them.